Hello, and thank you for joining another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my ever-steady, wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. How are you, Karen? I am very exhausted, but great, Michelle. How are you? (laughs) Same. I think life is catching up with me. I feel like I kind of hit a wall this weekend of tired, but guess what? My schedule doesn't care. I'm sure you're the same. It's so true. I, you know, I'm still like my mantra every day is just, just keep going until Thanksgiving because I am not going to move from my couch on Thanksgiving. I love it. I love it. It's a good day for that. I know some people I know go out and I thought, oh, that means you have to get dressed and shower before noon. No, it's parades and putzing and cooking for me. Yeah, I, I will. The only time I think that I will stand is if you know, I absolutely have to, I would be content to not eat and to just lay in a fetal position all day. On well, speaking of fetal position, <laughs> so we did a, we did an episode on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and well, goodness, things have um, really changed quickly for the worse. So we just want to do a, a quick hit since this is Thanksgiving week and we know your time is at a premium, but my goodness, this has just been a colossal case, a case study in colossal, don't do this with a company. It's just, yeah, it's hard to find words to really really express. And I know like all of our communicators out there, we're all trying to keep up with what is happening and it's becoming increasingly difficult because whether or not you personally use the platform, you still need to be able to advise clients and the things that we are seeing are if if it wasn't so serious yeah it would be hilarious because it really is like for those of you in the audience who know what the three stooges are it was an old you know tv show <laughs> it feels like the three stooges but there's only one stooge making <laughs> all of the joke and yeah <laughs> I, but here's the sad part And what we need, you know, I have made my clients aware, even if Twitter is not their primary platform, because we know that a lot of our clients have a presence on Twitter. Right. And they, you know, but maybe it's not their main channel. They're there Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're there. They claim their name and they'll post there sometimes, but maybe they are much stronger on LinkedIn. I've reminded them that even if that is not your primary channel, I encourage you to strengthen your monitoring because what we saw in the past week, and I think this is changing again, is that people were very easily able to impersonate brands. So even if you are not an Eli Lilly, where somebody impersonates you, puts out really damaging information and your stock prices go down, maybe you're just a small brand or small by comparison. You're not Mm a multi-billion dollar company. Imagine an employee who is disgruntled or a customer that is disgruntled, whether they have reason to be or not, being able to impersonate your brand on Twitter and say things that are not true, inflammatory, damaging. So we all, this does really impact all of us because I think that people are thinking, well, we're not a high target, like some of these other companies, we're not a celebrity, we're not a government organization, we're not, you know, this a big, massive company, the things that are happening in terms of impersonation, 
and damaging information can happen to any of us and any of our clients. And so we really do need to encourage our clients to keep a close watch on things and have ready responses to call out lies, you know, impersonations and misinformation quickly. Yeah. And I would say take the proactive step of ensuring that in your Twitter bio and handle that you have a way for people to verify that it really is your brand. So link your website there so that people can check against the website in there and know that it's you. Give them some information about how they can verify. Point them, you know, there was one great article that came out over the weekend that talked about for now Google favoring real brands on Twitter and not the bots. So even if you Google the brand name plus Twitter, you'll get the real account handle. Good. It's worthwhile. And if you have a strong presence there, it's worthwhile to remind people how to actually tell that it's you. Yeah. And I, you know, you mentioned Google doing the responsible thing. And I can only imagine how the other platforms are feeling right now because they've all been very reluctant or, you know, outright you know, adamant that they don't want to be regulated. You know, none of these social media on digital platforms want to be regulated. And I won't get in the weeds of whether or not that's a good or bad thing. But, you know, the the shenanigans that have been permitted on Twitter this past week, well, yeah, that, you know, having having Eli Lilly lose massive stock value because of an impersonating tweet. Now, there's a lot to also be said for, oh, my goodness, people really believe that and how could that actually affect something in the real world but it did and you know that's no longer just safe within the confines of twitter yeah that's affecting real life stuff and yeah. you know major economies and yeah you guys might get put in detention just because one person in the class acted up and what does that mean in the future and it's just yeah. I, I just just the lack of decent leadership. You know, we've seen people working 24-7, being shut out after working, you know, inhumane hours. It's just, is this still 2022? Is this how, you know, our, our lives are? It's it's just beyond any recognition of anything yeah. sensible or or productive, to be honest. I completely agree. I mean, I'm I'm just really disturbed. by all of the events. And, and again, whether or not you personally use Twitter, I think that as communicators, we can all agree, agree that it occupies a very unique space in communications Mm -hmm. tools. It really does. There's not a platform that's like it. I, you know, like so many other people, you know, I went over to Mastodon and started a profile there. Lovely. It is not Twitter. There no. is no Twitter. I've, you know, signed up for a couple of the others. They're just not Twitter. Right. And that's okay. You have to, you know, if you want to stay connected to your communities, it's a good idea to connect on other platforms and you choose the platform that's going to make the most sense. I've gotten a lot of people that just made sure that we were connected on LinkedIn. Yeah. I want to say to our solo PR pro audience, we're thinking hard about this too. And it's a really difficult decision because we're on Twitter. Solo PR Pro was born on Twitter. Right. And to see this platform turning into what it's turning into is horrific. Yeah. So I want to remind our audience that in addition to our premium 
Facebook group, we do have a LinkedIn group that's free. And, you know, I encourage you to, you know, go to LinkedIn, go to the Solo PR Pro group and ask to join there. We will let you in. We will admit you so that we can stay connected and hopefully we can have some great conversations there. What we're trying not to do is go back to forums and places that would force our community to add yet another tool <laughs> into their communications. So we're trying to right. keep ourselves on places where you may normally gather. And LinkedIn really does seem to be the place that people are like, it's already there. I'm already there. Let's just take these conversations over there. But realizing, you guys, it's not going to be the same. Right. Right. No, you're, you're not going to have that spontaneity, the serendipity of it. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've seen, and I'm sure you have too, a number of people saying, well, I'm leaving and I'm, I'm a little bit more stubborn. I'm thinking, well, no, we are, without us, there is no platform without the user. So yeah. I'm, I'm still on the side of, no, we're going to stick this out and see where it goes. Owners come and owners go. And I think it's, it's too important a tool, especially with, you know, geopolitical movements and things like that. Yes. It, it's become really necessary. And I hate to see it get completely annihilated. I mean, so. I go every day and check to make sure it's still yeah. there. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, the when you have all of these C-suite executives gone, yes, particularly the compliance officer and the content you know, mod. Yeah. Yes, I mean, there's really important positions and, and where you already know because it's public knowledge that they've already not complied with FTC disclosures because there was no disclosure when Elon Musk purchased the company. Yeah. And when you see leaks of internal memos, putting the onus for FTC compliance on the staff members, which is just an unfair burden. How, how's your how's your errors and omissions uh, policy doing there, guys? I <laughs> there's just reason yeah. after reason after reason to be horrified. But yes, you know, I think it also these times in technology we're seeing, of course, layoffs. And I would, you know, we know this, but just to reiterate, the layoffs that we're seeing are not just Meta and Twitter. It's happening across all tech and SaaS companies right now, I'm sure that all of you out there know someone who has been downsized. Right. I'm sure you do. You know somebody. You've heard, you know, you've seen somebody post on LinkedIn that, you know, their goodbyes. These are becoming more frequent. It is, we go through these cycles in, in our economy. So I don't get too, uh, you know, I don't get too upset about the cyclical movements of the economy. I think we would be silly to think that we're always going to be in growth, that there's never going to be a recession. Right. There's never going to be inflation. That's silly because history proves us differently. Of course, we love it when things are great, but we know that things cannot be great year after year after year after decade after decade. This is going to happen. I do, however, feel the human toll mm -hmm. on people who are losing their jobs. And I right. know how much this impacts our solos as well. And we'll talk about this on another episode, but um, as we talk about the chaos of Twitter, I just want to remind you guys that while everything seems so out of control and we know that our jobs 
have definitely become a lot more difficult for a lot of different reasons. The media landscape, things like Twitter don't make it easy. It's like, are you kidding me? Now here's something else that I have to deal with. I just want to encourage you guys that you are smart. You are capable. You can handle this. We were born for this. We were born for this. This is why we chose these jobs because we understand how to rise above it all. And in some cases, we might be the only light in the darkness that our clients see, to be honest with you. We know so much more that they don't get exposed to, not because our clients are not intelligent beings, but because they have a world and they have a silo in which they operate. We see a lot more of that broader picture and can really, especially in times like this, be the voice of reason, the voice of hope, and we can help them to navigate through all of this craziness. If you've been in business for any length of time, you've also seen these downturns and you know that, you know, to quote the old familiar saying, this too shall pass. We get through it. Yeah. We'll make it. And I think we'll see that with whatever happens with Twitter as well, because it certainly feels like the desire is still there for it to remain a a platform that is is worth using and and has a purpose. And I hope yeah. that my hope is that the purpose will override whatever is going on now. So I mean, you know, <sighs> for me personally, it, it's almost like mourning a deep loss because mm. it's been a part of my life off and on. You know, yeah. I've fallen out with Twitter and just not posted for yeah like a year at a time and then come back and like, Oh, I love Twitter again. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew that it was always there. And I knew that it's a place where I could go and immediately connect with community. And it's so it's hard for me to think of this part of my life, just not existing as weird as that sounds, but, but I mean, Michelle, you can attest to this. And I know so many in our audience can, we have made lifelong friendships through this platform oh, that we have. have gone more than digital. They're real life they're yeah. friends. They're people that you care about. And yeah. Yeah. Someone was asking them to share, you know, your most unique Twitter moment. <laughs> I have to say mine was the time I did this like 3am airport run. This is probably like 10 years ago. And uh, someone tweeted at me. I would not have been up otherwise. <laughs> like, Hey, Russell Crowe's looking for concert venues in Philly. And I'm like, I'm on it. (laughs) So that's my little claim to fame. I was a little concert venue. What do you want to call it? I don't know. Expert for about five minutes in a big world. And which also made me want to ask him, don't you have people for this? (laughs) I love it. But I mean, we've all had those Twitter encounters or that person that, you know, Holly Crane, my sister from another mister, yeah, I cannot imagine my life without her. And right. none of you can either because she's the founder of Solo PR Pro. That's right. But we are friends. Like we're not just solos. We are, that is my sister from, yeah. you know, I love her so much. We are so intertwined in each other's lives. And it all started on Twitter. I was her yeah. first Twitter follower. Wow. So when I think about those things, you know, my friend Roland, who lives in the UK, I cannot imagine my life without him. And yeah. he was one of the 
you know, one of the first people on Twitter that I connected with and when it was kind of like the dark underground where, <laughs> where we really were talking about what we had for dinner and playing yeah. with this new platform when it still had the audible sound of the Twitter bird. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, um, it's a I, hard thing, but yeah. And, and I know for some of you, you're like, eh, don't use it. Don't care. Yeah, right. Right. And, and that's okay. But I, I think it, it definitely just because all of this has happened to it doesn't mean it still doesn't yeah. have value. So we are hopeful and um, hit us up. Tell us your great Twitter moments and what you yeah. think of what's going on the platform. Hit us up at soloprpro.com. And until next time, thanks for joining us for an episode of That Solo Life. <laughs>